Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book. I'm a registered dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Allie Landsman, a registered dietitian who has had a passion for food since she was a little girl growing up on her family farm. Allie shares her journey to dietetics that started with her own disordered eating, going into college, and how it blossomed into the purposeful direction of food systems, food justice, and cultural responsiveness. She is currently pursuing her master's in public health and has had some great experiences around food systems and shares her advice for other dietitians interested in this emerging area to practice. Please enjoy my conversation with Allie. You and just kind of your journey. So mm-hmm. maybe let's kind of let's first start. Like let's go back to when you were kind of navigating your future, and when did you kind of think that dietetics was for you? Um, well, my dietetic journey has taken many twists and turns. Um, so it kind of started out of a. Um, for the moment, I was stuck in that weight loss mentality. Um, and I spent my life um, with a lot of eating disorders when I was younger um, and suffered from binge eating disorder, suffered from a lot of body dysmorphia. Um, and then I got into college um, and I was really focused on weight loss. Literally everything I did um, was weight loss and study. Um, And I changed my focus to dietetics. And um, I thought what I wanted to do was counsel. And I thought I wanted to focus on weight loss. um, And come to really focus as I went through my dietetic education um, that I had formed the opposite end of the spectrum. um, And I was actually anorexic. Um, And... Uh, So that really shifted a lot of focus um, of my uh, dietetic profession because I still wanted to be a dietitian, still really saw the benefit of um, the profession. Um, So I started to switch uh, where I saw myself going um, within the realm of nutrition. Um, And um, I did a lot of courses on food, society, food systems um, and it really kind of clicked for me which is something I never thought happening because I actually grew up in northwestern Iowa on a conventional farm. Um, My family is generations and generations of farmers and I never thought of myself doing anything with agriculture or food systems Um, but that is just where life took me Um, and so I got really interested Um, and digging deep um, into that area. Um, So after I did my internship, um, I did both my undergraduate education at Iowa State, had a focus in food and society. And then I did my internship through Iowa State as well. And I was one of four or five interns who was selected to go to the international rotation to Paris, France. 
um, with a focus on uh, food and sustainability. It was right at the beginning because they've always had, um, or they offered for a long period of time, the Ghana trip. Um, And I went to Paris and learned a lot about food systems and sustainability. Um, And um, that was super exciting. And to see it from a international perspective, Um, and uh, get that focus was really, really cool Um, and really kind of sparked that passion and being like, maybe this agriculture background that I have been, quote unquote, (laughs) running away from um, really uh, is is something that I'm really meant to be doing. So it really also happened by a chance of luck. When I was at Iowa State, one of the internships I did was through the local foods team, um, which was connected to the Leopold Center for Sustainable Agriculture. Um, It doesn't exist anymore. It formed into the um the the feed program it's the it's a very long acronym um through (laughs) iowa state extension and um i cannot think of it right now um but it was an amazing time um and i got introduced to an organization called food corps um and it just so happened it was my last week of my internship um i was looking around for for opportunities and employment and they popped up a uh, position and food corps was uh, vacant in uh, Des Moines. Uh, and so I applied, I knew a lot of the people, but I really, you know, put effort into this is what I want to do. This is where I want to take um, my dietetic education. And I got in and moved to Des Moines um, and did a lot um, of teaching and education around food, food access, growing, did a lot of garden education um, in low-income schools in the Des Moines Public Schools area. And um, it meant so much to me, really got me passionate about food justice, about justice in the food system, um, about sustainable approaches to growing and growing that is culturally relevant and accessible um, to all people, whether it be rural and urban. Um, And then after I was done with my two years in food corps, I kind of asked myself, all right, I have this passion and um, sustainable food systems. I have a passion in the intersectionality of food systems, food justice, um, racial disparities um, that come along with the food system as well in our country. And what do I do with that? Um, and first of all, I've begun and started my master's of public health, which is very exciting. Oh, that um, is exciting. Yes. <laughs> um, and taking on kind of a personal focus on um, uh, national and international uh, sustainable, equitable food systems. Um, and then I'm like, but what do I want to make money um, in the meantime? I want it to be something that I was passionate about. Um, and excited about um, and got me out of bed every day. Um, And ironically, it went back to my childhood dream, something I wanted to do when I was a little tiny kiddo, um, you know, and our big old dreams of the super fun jobs we want to have. And (laughs) that was writing. And I'd always wanted to be a writer um, when I was younger. Um, And 
I'm like, I always love to write. I love to research. Um, and I also, you know, through my dietetic education and my experiences, I learned that I love to educate. Um, so I decided to kind of spearhead um, my own business um, and as a writer and as an educator, um, specifically from a nutrition lens um, within the sustainability agriculture food system space. Um, so that is kind of what happened. Um, I'm a really big talker, if you cannot tell. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, really fun. And now not only am I focusing on educating and writing and doing all this super fun stuff that I love to do every single day um, at the same time as doing completing and finishing my master's degree which is a whole bunch of things all tied into one um, but also focusing on advocating the role of nutrition professionals um, within sustainable and intersectional um, food system spaces um, because a lot of the time you don't really see nutrition professionals, RDs, recognized in that space. Um, and there's a huge gap, gap um, that we have the potential to, fi to fill. Um, so, yeah, that is the long, short version, <laughs> version um, of, of my super long uh, story with lots of plot twists and turns. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You know, I think it's it's so interesting how, you know, where you started as mm -hmm. far as your interest in food and nutrition, how it yeah. was, you know, eating disorders that you mm -hmm. probably didn't recognize. And I know a lot, no. of, a lot of probably dietitians kind of go into the field with that kind of background, very similar mm -hmm. to you. Have you noticed that yourself? Yeah, um, I think it's very common. I also think... Um, especially, you know, from my experience, maybe others have experienced this, um, is there's a lot of um, presumptions and stereotypes about dietetics um, and that it is all about weight loss, but there's so much more um, to these, this field of study um, and such a broad amount of subjects uh, that we cover. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that is an excellent point to make, um, especially for individuals going into dietetics or dietitians looking for a change um, to switch up is that there are so many options um, that you can do. And yeah, going through the process really helps clarify, you know, oh, look at this. I could go into clinical. I could go into food service management, but I can also do garden education. Uh, that is so cool. So yeah, I think that's an excellent point. Well, and I also like too, like, you know, this, this topic is not taught mm -hmm. a lot in for dietetic students that are like, Hey, you know, you can talk about the food sustainability food mm -hmm. systems, like, you know, for you, you went to an awesome college that has that, you know, mm -hmm. part of their curriculum or ha have it available to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe a lot of colleges don't have those kind of classes. So do you think like if a person is interested in these type of um, areas of dietetics, do you do you look for, I know you kind of fell upon it just, you know, with your with your education, but now that you know more about, you know, taking the classes and being in the field, 
do you need to look for a school that offers these type of classes and education? I think that it is definitely beneficial. Um, If you know in that moment um, when you are focusing on education um, that you want to have that specific focus. So um, sustainable food systems, agriculture, um, there are a few universities out there that really focus on that and also a few dietetic internships that focus on that as well. I know there is a new, um, I'm not sure if it's called farm to table or garden to table internship that has a big focus um, on that. Um, But I think there's also a huge, huge benefit. A lot of my education um, about these these niches, if you will, within dietetics happened with my real world experience um, and the paths that I decided to take um, after my formal dietetic education was over um, and um, the individuals that I decided to um, interact with as well. So um, working with a wide range and lens of individuals um, within um, the area of food systems. Um, regardless, a lot of them were not dietitians, but they mm-hmm. held a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience for me to um, absorb and consider um, in terms of my career and essentially my outlook on life. Um, So I think that is extremely beneficial as well as taking those real world um, experiences um, and a beautiful collection of people that you meet up on the way um, and uh, let that have, you know, an impact on your career and life, I think is also extremely beneficial. I like that the collection of beautiful people you meet yes. along the way. That's awesome. That's a good way of looking at it because it is so true. Like, you mm-hmm. know, when you're mentioning like the people in this arena, who would be like the experiences that you're right? They're not dietitians, mm-hmm. but they teach you a lot of information. So yes. I know you did food core, which I want you to mm-hmm. talk about that in a little bit. But who would be like those people that dietitians should connect with or work with if they're interested in that area? Um, in that area, you know, if, you know, there's academics that focus on it, um, but some of the most beneficial individuals um, that I have come across um, in my journey are uh, individuals who work on the ground in food justice and addressing these inequalities that happen um, within our food system, who are working on community gardens to feed their communities, um, who are trying to elevate these messages. Um, So community-based individuals um, are phenomenal resources um, when getting in touch. Another uh, thing that really helped me, because like I said, this is a a road less traveled for dietitians, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So one of my biggest resources have been getting together with other dietitians um, who are trying to figure out this food system world and the role that nutrition professionals play in it. Um, and just talking about our experiences. Like, we have no idea what we're doing, but we want to make this change. Um, so that has been one of my uh, biggest support systems out there. Um, so sometimes it isn't the people in the know all the time. Um, it's the people who 
identify with you and have no idea what's going on, but you just know (laughs) that you're passionate Mm -hmm. um, and that brings you together to make those changes. Absolutely. So tell, like, let's talk about food core. So food core, I do kind of know a little bit about food core just because Mm -hmm. I work with I've worked with the Des Moines Public School System mm-hmm. and Pick a Better Snack. So I'm sure you're mm-hmm. familiar with that. Yes. But um, maybe for those people that don't know about Food Court, maybe share how you found out about it. Is it nationwide? How do you kind of get into Food Court? Yeah, um, Food Court was one of the best experiences um, I've ever had in my life. Um, and uh, so what Food Court is, it is national, but it is only in a select number of states. Um, I like to say that it's like AmeriCorps um, because a lot, a lot of more people know what AmeriCorps is, but with food. So it's AmeriCorps with food. Um, <laughs> and you go into schools um, and you teach nutrition courses, you teach gardening courses, um, and the focus on this is cultural responsiveness um, and uh, food justice, um, and you're giving education to individuals who have been um, systemically oppressed from accessing that information um, and you're doing a lot of community building and networking and it's just a really beautiful experience um, you're uh, connecting um, with little teeny tiny elementary age humans <laughs> um, who are so knowledgeable um, and they had a huge impact um, on how I view the world and how I carry myself um, within life and and professionally um so it's just it's a really amazing experience um but i will brag about iowa for a minute is that food core it should be in uh, it's 10th or 11th anniversary um and iowa was the one of the very first states um that it began in so iowa's been in there through the long haul um, and is doing an absolutely amazing job um, within this organization. Um, it is a service position, um, so it didn't pay that much, but the amount of experience that came with it um, was well worth it. Um, and I suggest anybody that uh, wants to uh, uh have these focuses that I've been talking to. If you're interested in food core, I would look it up. The only requirements that they have is that you have to have um, graduated. You have to be 18. Um, so uh, I say definitely look, I worked with an amazing variety um, of backgrounds of ages, identities, educational backgrounds, um, geographic uh, locations and it was just a really phenomenal experience. Do you, do you work full time or is this like uh, you know like you have to be over eighteen? So like could a dietitian student do this part time? Is it available that way or is it a full time all in position? It is a full time all in position. Um, I did it. I know some dietitians or um, dietetic students that I ran into did it in between their internship, their undergraduate education, and their internship. Um, I did it after my internship and got my RD. Um, within that time um, and but it can be like 
you know, you're an RD, you decided to retire, you can do two years in food court if you mm-hmm. want to and you're accepted. Um, if you're like in between um, career shifts, you could do it in between there. So, um, yeah, it is full time and it does take all of your attention. Um, <laughs> but um, if you have like a year or two years to dedicate to it, um, that is something that I personally feel is definitely worth the time. I think it's such a great, I mean, like for all the things that you found out you're passionate about, it really mm-hmm. seemed like the icing on the cake for you. Like yes. this was like the full circle, like, yes. yep, this is what I want to do with my future. And I got mm-hmm. to have that hands-on experience and mm-hmm. maybe comment. So I know thinking about food security and food mm-hmm. justice, people don't think that's happening in Iowa. Like that's not the state that they would be like, oh, you know, there's a lot of issues like that going on in Iowa. Do you mm-hmm. kind of agree? Um, I do. I think I do think that food court is doing an amazing job. Um, I think that there is a lot of work to do with Iowa, considering how agriculture of a state it is, mm-hmm. um, and the amount of people that don't have access to um, fresh fruits and vegetables, don't have access to enough food um, to feed their families. Um, and also remember, this isn't someone just talking about agriculture. I literally feel <laughs> the cornfield, um, and, and want like generations upon generations of farmers. Um, so I can talk about this cause I have experience, yeah. personal experience. Um, and I've taken it on myself to, you know, educate myself further with that as well. So, um, I think that, there are a lot of people taking amazing steps um, in Iowa, just like they are around the country. Um, but it takes more. And I think dietitians are a fundamental piece of that um, puzzle. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I always think like people are like, oh, well, there's not food insecurity in Iowa versus like New York City or, you know, like they I think there's that yeah. comparison game sometimes like yeah. this stuff is happening everywhere mm-hmm. in the Midwest exactly. in small communities and like mm-hmm. food deserts exist. Like you said, like living in the middle of a cornfield where, you know, maybe there isn't anything but a gas station mm-hmm. for 50 miles that people can't get groceries or food from. So, yep, yep. Definitely. And I will speak to my family. You know, we had to drive 10, 20 minutes to go to the grocery store every week. Um, But then also think of the tiny little towns that I went to elementary, middle school, high school in. um, And there were no grocery stores and Mm -hmm. they were a 30 minute drive away. Um, from the big town to go get groceries. Um, So, yeah, a lot of people, I think, don't um, uh, elevate rural communities um, and their struggle for food access and nutrition security. So I think that is really important to remember. And there are hungry people in Iowa that definitely need to be assisting, just like anywhere else in the country. So, yeah, excellent point. So talk to me how you're balancing having your own business, doing your masters, doing all the things. So, you know, I think it's awesome that you started your business. How is that going for you? Are you finding like lots of more uptick in the desire for information about food security? You know, kind of how did that business start and how is it flourishing for you? 
Um, so the business started, um, it was something that I wanted to venture into. At first, I thought I wanted to blog because it sounded exciting. Um, and <laughs> then I realized I actually really like writing for other people um, because writing for other clients, brands, businesses, organizations challenges me to continue researching um, things that I may not specifically um, be searching for on my own. Um, so I love how I am constantly able to search and learn. Um, and it, it's very exciting. Gets me out of bed every day. Um, the balance uh, sometimes I do want to rip my hair out a little <laughs> bit. Um, let's be completely honest, uh, balancing all those things. You know, if it was one or the other, it might be okay. Um, but uh, it's, it is a little bit much every now and again. Um, but I still love it all the same. Um, because like I said, it's all, you know, a real opportunity to continue learning um, and continuing to dig deeper um and so it's it's all been an excellent experience um but when it comes to writing about uh food systems and intersectionality within those food systems and how dietitians play a role um there definitely is an uptick um of how that is going because also uh not only um um, admiration and not admiration isn't the word I want to use um, recognition there we go mm -hmm. of clients towards um, sustainable systems and um, what the public is wanting um, to know and to see about what is going on with our foods um, so that has been growing um, I also to make money I do do some you know just fun nutrition posts here and there um but things are growing it's really exciting to see um and my goal is by the end of my grad school time um after next summer is to have you know the full-fledged running business hiring social media assistants and all that type of stuff um so yeah things have been good can't say balancing is easy or if I have any helpful tips because I am just you're still learning I'm well I'm I'm a mess just getting it all done um so yeah that's kind of the the quick and dirty summary of all that well, I think you're at a very pivotal place, too, that you can help educate dietitians about mm -hmm. this whole area. And I think that we need more of that with people that have the experience that you do um, that can help educate dietitians about our role in food systems and to really think about where we stand you know mm -hmm. most people are probably not sitting in their clinical job thinking about how they can influence the food systems in their community and I think mm -hmm. that we need dietitians like you to help dietitians like me understand what I could be doing to help absolutely and that's the reality is whether clinical food service community um, counseling every single dietitian does and can um, have a role to play with that system so that is why it's so exciting to be in that and all the opportunities for education 
Well, and I hope that you're willing to be a resource for anyone that listens today that would, you know, have an interest in food systems or have an interest in food core, just those opportunities that they can reach out to you. Oh, 100%. I am, especially being a uh, self-employed individual, I crave social interaction. Um, and so, um, so anybody, I always welcome it. Um, you know, I'm here as a dietitian resource first. Um, and so um, if you ever feel like you want to shoot a DM or send an email, um, I'm always willing to talk and connect. That's awesome. And do you participate in any groups, um, you know, professional groups out that maybe someone could look for in their communities to help kind of spread the message about educating dietitians this way? Um, well, I am actually involved um, in quite a, quite a few groups. Um, some great ways to get involved um, at a community level would, of course, be looking for community gardens. Like, that is a great place for dietitians to be involved um, and just integrate themselves, you know, like I said, with a beautiful group of humans who are working to impact their community um, and also build connections with your community as well. You cannot believe how many amazing um, connections happen in the dirt. It's so great. Um, (laughs) And then, yeah. And then other organizations that I really help with, um, I have been getting really involved in the communication scene. Um, Right now, I am a part of the education committee writing content for a new uh, collective organization that is brought up by dietitians from across the U.S. It's called the Planetary Health Collective. I'm currently writing content for them. Um, And they're really focused on eco diets and planetary um, impacts of human health and food and eating choices. Really cool. Um, I am also involved in another collective organization that has a lot of dietitians involved, um, not only dietitians per se. Um, I'm a contract content creator for an organization called the Food and Wellness Equity Collective. Um, that's another thing. Um, With me, I'm very passionate about DEI, um, justice work, it stands for diversity, equity, inclusion, justice, access, um, that work as well. I volunteer a lot of time there. Um, I'm also involved in HEN, which is the Hunger and Environmental Nutrition, DPG, through the Academy. Those are an amazing organization to join. Um, Tons of resources. They're phenomenal. Um, And then I'm also involved in our state academy as the DEI liaison um, and working really hard to spread those messages um, across Iowa um, and impact um, our dietitian subset that we serve, we attract, but also the communities that we serve um, and to make it more um, representative. And of course, you know, I carry food systems wherever I go um, and that DEI um, wherever I go. Um, so those are a couple options, getting involved um, at several different levels, looking for your resources. And I know for food systems, it is a little bit more limited, um, but hopefully, you know, as we bring dietitians together, more that are involved in this, um, there will be more and more resources. 
you, no wonder you're struggling with balance. You <laughs> I know. I just, just dive into it. <laughs> but I think you kind of have to, like you said, because it's such a mm-hmm. new, it's kind of a newer area. And yeah. the only way that you're going to get the experience exactly. is kind of by diving. And I always forget yeah. about Hen. I always forget yes. about Hen. I love Hen. They're so great. There is right now, their sitting chair is also a former food court member. Um, so that's super exciting um, to see that representation. So, yeah. Oh, that's neat. And it's awesome that you're you're on the board. I think the, the Iowa Academy, this was a new position mm-hmm. that they created to kind of start incorporating that into the leadership. Yeah, it was one that actually has been there. Um, and they uh, didn't really have anyone to take it. Um, and I was present at our legislative day. And there were lots of conversations, of course, around licensure. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I jump in with like, okay, this is cool. But what about food access in our state? And so they kind of like, oh, you're interested, the, the executive director at the time was, oh, you're interested in that? Let's have a convo. Um, and they recruited me right on. Um, you know, it, it is a huge passion line. It's something that I elevate um, within the work I do. I don't think there's any possible way to do dietetics work without focusing on the intersectionality of um, uh racism, diversity, inclusion, equity, access. Um, those are all super essential parts. Um, and also identifying as a dietitian who is part of the LGBT plus community. Um, that's also very important to me. Absolutely. And that's, we need more of that. I feel like yes. we need more voices in that area. We need more yes. we need be more free about talking about it mm-hmm. and not have it be so taboo. So I yes. think that's pretty awesome that Iowa has you to be part of that. Thank you. I'm super <laughs> excited to be there um, and continue to work for um, our community. So I, I was going to ask you, how are you propelling the dietitian profession forward? But I think you pretty much have explained that. In the last <laughs> I get there. I talk so much. I answer like five minutes. questions in one. Okay. Well, All right. No, you're great. I think that's great. And I think you're doing everything. Everything that you're doing is helping to propel our profession forward. Because if we're not kind of going with this movement and not kind of really paying attention to these areas, we're kind of getting mm-hmm. shuffled back in the dust. So I think that that's exactly. great that you're, you're making that more dietitian forward for us. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing that. Yes. Um, and then you said in the future, you're kind of looking forward to having a full fledged kind of business, just working on its mm-hmm. own after your master's. And then you're going to your public health. How are you going to kind of imply your public health masters to your business? And what are you kind of looking forward to that? Yeah. Um, so yes, in the future, I'm looking forward to going forward, doing more communication, um, education, doing more around the public speaking realm. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Um, and utilizing my, my MPH, you know, as a credential, as an emphasis that I have put a lot of work um, into this focus. Um, my MPH is also, it, it's hard to justify it with the amount of money that it costs, <laughs> um, but it is also a very big deal um, to me personally. I'm a first generation college student. Um, and so uh, the master's degree is just something I really wanted and is symbolic um, to myself. 
Um, so whether or not, you know, there's lots of warnings about it. I know it's a lot more relevant to dietitians, um, with the changes that we're seeing in educational structure. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's symbolic for me to know that I have it, I've gained it. Um, and you know, I'm very proud of myself, um, and excited for where I've come and also recognizing the privilege that comes along with that too, um, and utilizing it to the best of my ability um, to continue spreading these messages um, and um, uh, propelling the the dietetic and nutrition realm forward um, into these um, uh, lesser known areas um, and also continuing to elevate those um, um, essential culturally relevant and and appreciative elements within there as well. Um, So yeah, yeah, that's really where I hope things are going. And I'm also really embrace. Um, sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen. And that yeah. is really is, at the same time, if you don't let it terrify you, it's very exciting to think of the things that are possible as we go forward. Absolutely. I love that. If you don't let it yeah. terrify you, it can be really <laughs> exciting. Like if you just kind of swap out the two and mm-hmm. not like overthink it too much and just yeah. kind of, like you said, embrace what's what the future holds and just yes. kind of go with it. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, this has been, I just, I think if anyone can do this, you can do this, my dear. I think that you've got the fire and the passion and it's awesome. And I'm so glad that you're healthy and you're happy and you're Mm -hmm. the whole dietitian shift went in the right direction. And, you know, that's amazing Mm -hmm. and hard and just overcoming that has been probably a big strength for you too. So I love it. You're, you're amazing. That's great. Thank you. I love the (laughs) uplifting words. Always helps. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for the hard questions? Yes. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Uh, why don't you share with me some foods that you enjoy? Yeah, my favorite foods. Um, so my favorite food is pho. I love Vietnamese food. Pho is just something I could eat by the gallon. And for those who do not know what pho is, get with the program. It's the best. It's Vietnamese noodle soup. It's phenomenal. There are amazing Vietnamese restaurants in Iowa too. Um, it's our third most prominent culture in the city of Des Moines. Um, so there's some amazing amazing restaurants there i also i'm obsessed with sushi my partner and i are going through a huge phase um, where we're just in love with ice cream mochi um and then amazing and then um i also really love a good bear claw Oh, all good yes. things. Okay, so where's your favorite, so favorite faux place? Like, where's your favorite? Uh, my favorite place is actually really close to where my food core headquarters was when I oh. was still in my service. It's called Fa 888. Oh, and I so know where that is. Yes, I to go. they. I mean, it's amazing. Um, they have. Uh, there's a a woman who owns it. Um, and I just I am in love with her. She is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> a lot. My mom. Um, was a cook my entire life. She's owned restaurants my entire oh, life. Wow. I literally grew up in a kitchen. Um, so I really connect with powerful women. Uh, running amazing restaurants. So highly recommend. Okay. I will 
That is on my list to places to go. Thank you for sharing that. Um, How about beverages that you enjoy? I love a super good vanilla latte. It's my number one. I am an espresso fiend. I love it. (laughs) Um, But I also love milk tea with boba. Um, In Des Moines, if you've ever been to Ocha, Ocha is the best. They're Mm. phenomenal. Um, And I also really love ginger kombucha. It's great. That's Mm -hmm. a good one, too. Mm -hmm. How about scents or smells that you enjoy? Uh, One of my favorites right now, I have a little um, diffuser um, in my office space to keep me alert. And I love doing (laughs) sweet orange oil. It keeps me um, going. Um, But another uh, scent that I really, really love, it's lemon verbena which is an herb and that's actually connection I have um when I was younger I loved Little House in the Prairie Mm -hmm. and they always talked about how their teacher wore lemon verbena perfume um and I always watched that when I was at my grandma's house she was my babysitter when I was younger so I'm like a really like youthful connection to lemon verbena so I love it and my grandma grows it in her herb garden for me so I go, oh, whenever I go over yeah how sweet is that yeah That's so nice. <laughs> you have some deeply rooted like connections to I do I, I do <laughs> um, if you were not a dietitian what profession do you think you would be doing um part of me really feels that I would love to be a horticulturalist Mm. I love plants I love green opening a greenhouse sounds really fun in theory um (laughs) but it also sounds like a lot of work um so I recognize um all the people out there it's amazing houses because it it can't be easy um and then another part going back to when I was a little kiddo um is being a fictional book writer is something I would think was great so writing stories and things like that um and uh one of my personal goals though um is to because I have a deep connection with children did a lot of experience with children is writing uh food system books for Mm. little kiddos um and connecting to things like female land ownership LGBT uh Uh, growing and producing um and some items like that so that one that might one I still might make a a possible I feel like you might do this yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool I look I think you never know like you said you never know where you never know where life's gonna take you so it'll be interesting to see Mm -hmm. what the future holds for you uh and then finally what brings you joy in life Allie um I love to travel um of not being able to travel for a while has been very very hard on me um and but it is important that we are not traveling right now yes Um, but I love to travel I love to spoil I love animals I grew up with tons of animals on my farm um and we just adopted a teeny tiny kitten named Moo like the cow (laughs) and she is black and white she doesn't look like a cow we just call her that because it fits perfectly and I just bought her a little avocado collar it's very cute oh my gosh um it's super cute um and then uh collecting house plants 
Um, I love green, love to fill my space. My one bedroom apartment, um, I think I actually counted during quarantine. I had 75 plants. <laughs> um, I know it is way more now because I've bought more. I've gotten into propagating. So kind of living like in a little jungle. And that is Aww. my goal is to make the green everywhere. So that would be joyful. I yes. do have to say, I love, I did notice um, you have a tortie cat as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Her name is Peaches, right? Peach. Yeah. Peach. Because Peach. Peach. <laughs> I have a tortie as well. And so I was like, not a lot of people have tortie cats. So I'm like, yes. I, love, I love people that take those crazy ladies on. because. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so sassy. I actually grew up with a tortie cat and her name Did was you? Missy. And Aww. she was just, she was the love of my life. Like, I still think about her. Like, she hasn't Aww. been here for years. But yes, tortie cats are the best. They don't get along <laughs> well with other cats. But I was going to say, how's Moo doing? How is yeah, Not well. Not well. Not <laughs> the adjustment. But it's kind of like, you know love each other yes love we'll each get other there. we'll get there <laughs> well thanks so much for today like I said I would love to get together sometime and 100% milk yes. tea or have some fun yes meet in person and thanks for all you're doing for the dietitian profession Yes, absolutely. Um, It's been phenomenal. I would also love to get together. And again, anybody listening, um, never feel afraid to reach out because always here to talk. Awesome. And I will include all of your information in the show notes. And thanks so much, Allie. Yes. Thank you so much, Anne. It has been an excellent experience. I absolutely enjoyed getting to know Allie through the podcast. I also appreciate that she's an Iowa dietitian who is very excited about this emerging area of nutrition for dietetics and for dietitians. I think it's very much a space we should all kind of have on our radar and try to be involved with, especially in our communities. And our communities can be small communities, your neighborhood, your church community, your work community. Don't think like a huge global Please start small, start where you're at, and please reach out to Allie if you have any questions or want to learn more about what she is doing. You can connect with her at The Sustainable Dietitian on Instagram, and then you can also find her on our website, AllieLandsman.com. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.